the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Submit your faith story or prayer request today at jenniferjackson.com. You're listening to Simply for Women. Great day to be together. I'm so happy to be with you today and very also very happy that I have Shirley Marlowe here with us. It's a great pleasure. It's a treat because we've been going to church together for three years. Shirley experienced the Lord at a women's event that we had. That makes me happy, makes my heart happy. Our women's team does such a good job hosting events. And we had a joy event and had some powerful speakers. She's going to talk about that. She's been a nurse for 26 years. And I want to welcome to the show, Shirley. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. Well, we want to talk about your life. We want to hear about the Lord and how you were ever introduced to the Lord. Your parents took you to church? Yes. um, I went to Shadow Baptist Church as a little girl. Um, We went every Sunday. Um, About junior high school, high school, I pretty much stopped going to church because I was on a basketball team, volleyball team, and we had weekend games. So I rarely went. after I graduated from high school, I went to Bowling Green State University. Um, I was in a five-girl dorm. Okay. The lady next door to me, her name was Dina. She was a Christian. And she would always come over to our room, and it was like preaching the word and saying the word. And I'm like, okay. You know, um, at the end of the semester, the, the whole semester, we were going home, and we decided some reason I went up to and I said you mind being roommates with me next year so next year we became roommates um and then that following about October I gave myself over to the Lord and wow it was it was just such a blessing and it was really remarkable because I was sick and Dina kept telling me you know if you ask the Lord to heal you he'll heal you yeah okay and she went to sleep I was on my way to sleep and I heard this voice, this inner voice just saying, if you ask me, I will heal you. So I asked the Lord to heal me, and by the time I woke up in the morning, I was totally free and <laughs> That's beautiful. healed from my ailment. So. That's amazing. Yeah. I love this story. I love how your parents took you to church. They planted all of those seeds mm-hmm. and the faith, the boldness of your roommate and how she helped those to grow. You know, sometimes uh, Paul says so-and-so planted it, so-and-so watered it, so-and-so reaped the benefit, you know, that. So you began to reap the benefit of her watering those seeds that your parents had planted in your life. Correct. Um, but tell us the rest of the story. Um, I was born in Akron, apparently when I was about Two and a half years old, we moved to Cleveland because my dad's job transferred to Cleveland. And not sure when exactly it started, but I was uh, abused from, I'm going to say, about three or four. Because by the time I got to kindergarten, I was, it was basically physically abused and sexually abused. I was active by the time I was in kindergarten. 
I knew how to, I was taught or, or yeah, taught how to do things. Um, how, how many years did this, so this was sexual and physical abuse. How many years did this go on? Where, what age were you when it stopped? I was in 10th grade when it stopped. So did you move out of the house at that point? Or? Um, we moved to just a different area. Um, to a house, from the apartment to the house, and most of the people who abused me was either in jail, dead, or they moved on. Okay. So it was um, it was kind of hard growing up because my dad is um, black. He's from Alabama. My mom is German from Germany. They met during the war. And so when they married, it was illegal. And when they came back to the States, they came back during the race riots. So I wasn't accepted by either my black peers nor my white peers because I was mixed. So it was just very hard. And I, I'm thinking that because of what happened, that's how I became a victim because I was I was just so vulnerable back there because I didn't know, I didn't belong to anyone. And they made me feel that if I would do this, that they love me and I belong to them. So it happened for a long time. That is such a vulnerable place to be. I can't imagine, surely, the the hurt and the pain and the horror, really, of that. I think what's phenomenal about you is that you've turned that situation to now you actually care for people. You, you're a nurse and you love people every single day. I mean, on the break, you were telling me about uh, someone in hospice that you just became, that was your friend. And uh, what, what do you think that's the work of the Lord in you, that you have a servant's heart? It was definitely the work of the Lord. Um, I can't say I was bitter. I was just an angry child, but because my father, who was a photographer and known in the neighborhood, I couldn't act out like a lot of abused people do. They act out when they're younger. Um, too many people knew my dad, so um, I couldn't act out, so I, everything got internalized. But one of the things that did happen was I became, even as in junior high and high school, a protector of children. I actually helped raise or nanny 37 children. Hmm. And I, you know, was teaching them right from wrong. If someone was hurting them, I confronted them, you know, not them, but the people who was hurting them and, you know, telling them that's not right. I was very protective, even as a child, young, young lady and a child, just protecting children. That's incredible. And that's beautiful. At what point did you, did you ever tell anyone what was happening? Um, I didn't tell anybody what was happening until I was in my late twenties. So you went all the way through, even after 10th grade, when this stopped, you were holding a secret. Did you think you would hold this to your grave or what? I thought I would. Um, I, you know, just like most abused people, the threat is there. If you tell your parents, you know, they're going to divorce, they're going to go to jail, you know, that kind of thing. My dad and I were close, and I wanted to tell my father. But I also knew, if my father knew about it, because he was protective too, I had no doubt in my mind he would try to attack 
who did okay, it. Okay, so wait, wait, wait a minute. I was thinking this was your father who was the abuser, so it was no. not your father. No. It this was, was someone else in the home. It was it was someone else in the home, and it was uh, gangs that was in our neighborhood. And if your father would have known, he would have been very upset. He would have been. would have protected you? Oh, yeah. He he probably, I wouldn't pay the passing that he probably would have went after the person. And mm-hmm. if he went to jail then my mom wouldn't be able to survive. My mom never wanted me. She tried to abort me. Mm-hmm. So she would have took the kids. She told me she would have took the kids and left me behind and went back to Germany. So, so your mom didn't know? No. I she think, honestly didn't know? I think she had an inkling. Okay. I think she had an inkling. Of so did no one on. ever get in trouble for this? No one. Okay. You paid the price. So you're in your 20s. Who did you share this with? Um, I was at... Owens College in Toledo, and there was an EMT nurse there, and I wasn't feeling well. I was having uh, sugar problems, and I actually opened up to her, and she helped me find a counselor, and till this day, we are friends. Oh, that is so wonderful. I, I saw her five kids grow up, and then her seven kids graduate from high school, college, get married, have kids, and I'm an auntie to her 14 adopted I'm um, her 14 grandchildren are so my adopted nieces and nephews. Isn't that proof of how you can meet someone, even a stranger, and help them and come alongside them and become yes. just that light and hope? And wow, I just, I'm so thankful for that woman. I am too. Wow, what a gift she gave you. So did your heart begin to heal? I, I mean, I know you came to our church three years ago. Up until that point, were you healing? Were you growing? I mean, what was going on? It was it was kind of nice. Um, when I was in Toledo, I didn't have great counselors, and I wind up just leaving and traveling for four and a half years and wind up in Columbus. Okay. And the first thing I did was get a counselor, and I wind up being blessed with a um, Bible-believing speak in tongues, Christian counselor. Awesome. And even when I saw him, there were days I couldn't even talk because I was just so distraught. And he would just put on um, gospel music, and he would just take out his Bible and start reading scriptures to me. And if that was my session, that was my session. That's what I needed at the time. And it brought some healing to you. It brought some great healing. There's layers to this, isn't there? There's so many layers. But I'm just praising Jesus because he's still taking off layers and layers and and actually freeing me (laughs) from everything that I actually thought was my fault from the time I was conceived. That's, That's you know, he's so amazing that way, isn't he? He is. He is. God has done such a work in your life, Shirley. Give us just one word of what he has done for you before we have to go. Just one word. One word. Deliverance. Uh (laughs) Ah. Sweet deliverance. God is a deliverer. He's a healer. Amen. He can deliver us from anything. Amen. Even the worst pain and darkness. He is there. Well, I'm Jennifer Jackson. That's Shirley Marlowe. And you have been listening to Simply for Women. I hope you will go to jenniferjackson.com. You can listen to previous episodes. We have Bible studies, prayers, prayer downloads. There's resources available to you. Our desire is that you would just keep going and growing in your faith, strong in the Lord. 
Maybe you want to pick up a copy of A Christmas Heart, the story of Mary, and learn about how she surrendered her life to the Lord. Go to JenniferJackson.com. We're going to have another episode with Shirley to go deeper and to hear more details about how God delivered her. You've been listening to Simply for Women. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jenniferjackson.com. That's jenniferjackson.com. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.